So during the self-isolating time, I've been thinking a lot about my ex-boyfriend. Um, he actually just broke up with me in the beginning of March because he really wanted his freedom and he wanted to go out dancing with his friends and not worry about me at home. So basically he just wanted his bachelor life back and party all the time. I was really heartbroken and devastated. I mean, I really loved him. We were together for two and a half years. I thought I was going to marry him. But I honestly can't help but laugh knowing that he never got his freedom because only a week after he broke up with me, he was forced to move back home and quarantine with his family. And like, I know I shouldn't feel happy that he didn't get what he wanted, but I mean, how could I not laugh a little? It's just so ironic to me. And I feel like after all the how he put me through and the heartbreak he put me through, I feel like he finally got a bit of a taste of his own medicine. So it kind of feels good to kind of get the last laugh right here. Another week, another segment from my podcasting class. Hey everyone, it's Luca again. This is the fourth episode of The Panthropod. Her segment got me thinking, for those in a relationship right now during quarantine, how does romance live? What happens when a relationship that's founded on the basis of in-person intimacy suddenly, without hesitation or preparation, goes long distance? For the single folk out there, how are they supporting romantic interests or desires while being locked in their own home? And most of all, no matter if you're single or taken, how are you coping with the loneliness? Well, this is an episode you absolutely don't want to miss, because if you've been relatively active on social media lately, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, you may have heard of New York City photographer Jeremy Cohen, or at least his Quarantine Cutie series, which chronicled the evolving relationship between him and a woman, Tori, that he met during quarantine. He's a guest today, and if you're interested in the backstory behind those videos, stay tuned. Additionally, we've got my friends Jason and Clarice to give their own unique take on what it's like being in a relationship that only just began before the quarantine. I looked out my window and saw this girl dance. I still can't believe this happened the other day. Now it's time for okay. part two. It's time for my boldest move yet. I hope she doesn't burst my bubble. Okay, so the whole reason I noticed Tori in the first place is because I started a series documenting people during quarantine on their roofs from my apartment. Jeremy Cohen is a 28-year-old New York City photographer who likes to tell stories through portraits of others with his camera. That's one of the projects he was working on, a photo illustration of rooftop life in New York. My building is just like, at least twice the size of all the buildings around me. And I'm on a floor, I'm on one of the higher floors where I could see all the roofs around me. And because of this, I've seen so much roof activity. I've seen people, you know, working out on the roof and playing music. And this is what I've been doing my whole photo series on. And I was shooting my photo series and that's when I noticed Tori across the roof. I needed to say hi to her. So I waved out on the balcony. She waved back. I grabbed my tape, pen, drone, and paper. Then I wrote down my digits and sealed it on my drone. The idea actually didn't originally come from me. It came from one of my best friends, Sam Morrison. And we were just talking ideas of what we could do during quarantine. And one of, you know, we talk about photo ideas, video ideas, whatever, just creative projects we could do. And one of the ideas he's like, oh, you should make a video of like flying your drone to someone to like connect with them somehow, bring them toilet paper or something. And I was like, oh yeah. And I, I just didn't think much of the idea. But it wasn't until a week later when I looked out my window and I saw Tori 
dancing and then I went out on my balcony and waved to her and we exchanged smiles and there was like a I felt a connection and then that idea popped back up in my head and I was like oh shit I should do this. Flirting is normally daunting for me but since I've been quarantined in my apartment for a week now I was craving some social interaction. That line caught my attention. What so inspired Cohen, as someone who might normally struggle with the act of flirting, to sprout such confidence that he'd make such a bold move? Desperate times call for desperate measures, you know? It's just being stuck inside of a box of an apartment can actually inspire creativity. And I had nothing to lose, and plus, I've been quarantined alone, so I was feeling lonely and just create some human connection. So it was just like, it was just pretty easy for me. It's just like, I need to do this and hopefully it works. And if not, all good. She picked up my drone and I guess it worked because I got a text from her an hour later. Well, if you know Cohen's story and keep up with his regular Quarantine Cutie series, you know he's found new hilarious and heartwarming ways to connect and meet with Tori, whether it be walking alongside her by being encased in a massive inflatable hamster ball. I needed to see her, but I also wanted to respect the fact that we should be social distancing. I crossed the street and texted Tori to come outside and look to the left. I think she liked it. I brought flowers and hand sanitizer, but that was a misstep considering I was locked inside this bubble. Or throwing her a heartwarming birthday surprise. I crossed the street and texted Tori to look out her window. She looked beautiful. Basically I'm saying that you should check your phone because I just sent you a birthday surprise. What's up Tori? Happy birthday. I hope your quarantine birthday is dope. I learned she's a huge Lights fan, so I pulled some strings and got Lights to make a birthday video for Tori. How did you do that? <laughs> I think she liked it. His fame has risen rapidly. He now has over 400,000 Instagram followers and nearly a million on TikTok. However, the last thing he'd want is for that to pressure him and Tori into a forced relationship. I've never been in a situation like this before, and I guess this is what celebrities feel like when they're dating a little bit. <laughs> You know, everyone's kind of rooting for our relationship, which is flattering, but also, yeah, a lot of pressure. And I think it's important that we, as as people, have an open dialogue with each other that we don't want to pressure each other into being together without wanting to be together. So there's a chance after this that we'll be together, and there's also a chance we won't be. But if we're not, I'm sure we'll be good friends because we vibe very well, and this experience has brought us together in a big way. So... <laughs> The truth is, Cohen never had the intent of virality when he began making this series. And when his camera is off and TikTok is closed, he doesn't just pause his relationship with Tori. I don't, I don't think it was ever my goal when I originally made this video of really anything besides just to, you know, this was an interesting thing that happened in my life and I wanted to document it. Yeah, so it's, it's all a balance, really. I, whenever we've gone on these dates, since we both know the world is watching and rooting for us now, I try to do a balancing act of actually having a good date, but also getting some footage so everyone else can also experience it. And it, it's fun and she, you know, she gets it too. So it's not like, it's it's not the feeling of, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm on a date and I'm like checking my phone or something. It's, it's like, we kind of, we have this dialogue or I mean, there is like, for example, the dinner date, I let her know right before we had our actual date. I was like, hey, do you mind if I just like get a couple shots of us and then so we just took a couple shots and then I put the camera down and then we had an actual real date. The fact that him and Tori can't truly physically connect at this point has its drawbacks. But ultimately, Cohen has come to see it as a positive thing. And if you're single, Cohen believes this is as good a time as any to foster a relationship with someone. There's a whole uh, spectrum of where we're at right now, how much we're affected by this situation. And all I can say is whatever your situation may be, just make the most of it. There's always a reason to smile. It's okay to feel sad. It's also okay to feel happy.
Yeah, even if we were in the same state, it'd probably still be like, you can't leave your house. Yeah. No, I would I would sneak in your windows. Don't worry about it. <laughs> please ignore my bird plot. I'm so sorry. Oh, please ignore my dog. She's breathing on me a lot. On April 19, I set up a Zoom call with two of my good friends and fellow Chapman students, Jason James and Clarice Guevara. Over the course of this last year, they've become really close friends. And at some point that I couldn't really pinpoint, they started dating, but only a short period before quarantine. Jason's from Florida, and Clarice lives 30 minutes away from Chapman, so they've had some interesting experiences staying connected. I think you'll get a better sense of their personalities and their relationship, occasionally involving quite a few layers of irony and jokes, but really sweet at heart, if I stay out of it from here on out. So let the tape play. When was the starting point? Literally, uh, leap year. <laughs> leap year? Day. Oh yeah. Uh, leap, leap day, it is leap year, that's what I meant. Yeah. So about, you know, two weeks before we had to leave. For I know, it's crazy. So I think starting out from a point where I would just like reach over and eat her entire ring pop is probably <laughs> like where you want to be because, you know, did that, did that you can't happen? really make gestures. You have to just sort of happen. be friends. I, I was holding a ring pop and he was like, yo, can I do it? Look at that. And I was like, sure. And he reached over and just bit the entire thing off. Nice. You were like, taking a really long time. You were taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting too, because like when we started really hanging out, it was also right before winter break and he didn't mm -hmm. do inner term. So, and, and I did, I, I mean, either way, he was in Florida and I don't live in Florida, <laughs> but like that, like that happened. And then he left to, go being for like a month and a half so it was like kind of similar except this time it was official so it was like i don't know it's just like cool it's happened before so it's like we're, we're kind of more chill with it but also our timing is just pretty not good in general yeah we're so good at timing <laughs> so did you guys kind of talk about i guess like you know going long did like what you guys had to have like a conversation before you left did we? or did or were you we just were we just being melodramatic and listening to mac miller you'd think so but you'd be wrong do so you guys just kind of look it wasn't much of a decision because like <laughs> what else are we gonna do you know might as yeah. well have someone to talk to in this difficult time that's true. We not, both? not to downplay my enjoyment of this relationship. I think we both Being internally were, Yeah, I think both of us internally were like, like, fuck it, it's gonna work out. We're just not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're leaving. Also, I don't know. No, I don't think we didn't talk about it, did we? We just kind of. No. I mean, when we were leaving, I. Look, I checked out of my apartment, so I, like, knew I was going. Mm -hmm. But it was before things were really bad, and so it was just sort of like, uh, oh, I'll probably, like, see you over the summer, or, like, even in a couple weeks, I'll fly out here and get the rest of my stuff and see you. Oh, yeah, because right. it wasn't official yet. Chapman wasn't sure yeah. if they were going to start up again. I mean, it's a difficult, like, comparison to make but you know do you guys feel pretty solid about where you are right now into comparison where you might be if you were still you know going to school together and stuff 
I'd like it if we could, like, you know, hold hands and stuff. That'd be pretty chill. <laughs> I have some wacko separation anxiety, and I'm always like, ah, when is this gonna end? I just want to see him, but I just with everyone. <laughs> Literally, the, the three days before, um before we moved out like we i literally was like basically living in his apartment yeah so uh just to go from that to not seeing each other ever it was just like really it gave me pretty heavy whiplash so i had to constantly remind myself like you know what sometimes people are just doing things and you need to relax and like go read a book yeah i struggled with i cheated like a thousand times and they were all victoria's secret models too <laughs> and so that was really hard for me and i've had to apologize a lot since yeah it's different than a normal long distance relationship because in a normal long distance relationship you know you might have some jealousy about like who your other partner is like hanging out with like in person except we're not really hanging out with anybody ever and so we don't have to worry about that i think that's nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah he texted me one time he said how what did you tell me you're like how do you feel do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Well, I cannot Was that work. the day where I, where I was toying with the idea of being, like, very mean and toxic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he texted me. I said, me. what if I... <laughs> you say. No, I don't remember what it was you say. I was like, hey, uh, I was sort of messing around with this idea. Like, give me feedback. Like, you don't, you don't have to, like, one way or another with it. But I was sort of, like, considering what if I just started being, like, really like manipulative and toxic and like a bad you know person how would that make you feel i just sort of threw that idea out there just to you know it gave me whiplash too it gave me pretty heavy whiplash too because i feel like the test right before it was something like something vaguely along the lines of like i miss you (laughs) (laughs) oh it was really nice and then i was like hmm what if i did it this way (laughs) And I went with it too. I was like, sure, I feel like I need to cry more often. <laughs> I I literally it's my first girlfriend since literally eighth grade. And so I'm just not that great at it. Just sort of figuring it out as I go, you know. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> not for lack of trying. <laughs> How is that like with time zones though and being on different coasts and like that you know, has that kind of caused any roadblocks in communication a little bit honestly because i i was born in the philippines um i'm grateful that he's only three hours apart like time wise because i get that it is a little bit of it's it's feasible it's a little weird but it's feasible it's not like like 5 p.m here and like 2 a.m there it's not that crazy so i'm grateful enough for that and I don't really think about it too much, I, especially since we don't have normal sleeping schedules anyways. Like last night, he sent me a snap that was like, can't sleep, must animal cross. And it's like, what, 2 a.m. your time? It was four. Yeah, and I was reading a book. <laughs> and I, t- I told myself to go to sleep after finishing my book, but instead I just, fi- I just it's a trilogy. I just started the second book instead of going to sleep. <laughs> and he's playing One animal time crossing. I woke up in the morning and I texted you when you were up and it was night for you. I believe it was 8 a.m. here and 5 a.m. there. Yeah, he texted me. I don't remember what he texted me. It was either a message responding to something I sent or anagrams because that's how he says good morning to me is he sends me anagrams. I say good morning sometimes. I know, but Snap, sometimes... I good morning. 
Oh yeah, that's true. I just met like strictly on iMessage. It's like anagrams in the morning. And then he sent me something and it was like 8 a.m. his time. And my response was like, I didn't even notice what time it was. I was like, oh my God, I stayed up so late you woke up. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't sleep. (laughs) Sleeping is for chumps. I'll sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) I think for, for a lot of people who are really lonely right now or, you know, are are missing their their partner obviously like you guys but who might be struggling more with just kind of you know that that separation and you know maybe had a conversation before they left or didn't have it but either way are just you know kind of struggling with that or is there advice that you would kind of give to them based on your own experience about how to stay connected Ooh, I got a good advice. Uh, text them good morning and good night, especially because we're on opposite coasts, so our sleep schedules don't always line up so good. I think it's important to know, hey, I'm not ignoring you. I'm sleepy. Or, hey, I just got up. I wasn't ignoring you. Uh, you know what? We got all of this time here in quarantine, you know, lots of free time. Do something creative with it. She does poetry and music, and I do, I do music not. and <laughs> movies, and she writes and stuff. And I we're constantly. Poetry, yeah. She draws too. She's got great art, and so you know, that's something that you can preoccupy yourself with, and then also, you know, share with your loved ones. It's a way to Absolutely. let them know how you're doing. And um, I know earlier he mentioned like, oh, well, you can't give like flowers or gifts like right now, obviously, because times are crazy. But like, you can do things that are um, not, not uh, I don't know, I'm bad with the words right now. Like for me, like, oh my gosh, the other, I remember one time he was like, send me, um, or he was trying to get me to send him a song that I wrote but like I can't actually sing and he can so I was like god no I'm not gonna send this to you <laughs> but he you know it's just like cute things you can do like he sent me a song that he wrote and I liked it just small things like that and obviously not everyone does music so do whatever you guys want send each other your writing send each other your your artwork or send each other your tiktoks of you doing horrible dances I'm sure they'll love it I don't know but people do do whatever it is that you do but with each other <laughs> So it's the little, it's kind of, it's the little things that matter. Yeah.